0: It's, I don't know how to say it, it's not, like, usually, when people are, like, anxious, they feel, like, pressure in their chest, whatever, but it's like when I was in nature, all of that just, like, went away, and I, it felt really good, and I knew that I was, like, God, you know?
1: This is Rachel Schoenfeld. More about her in a second, but first, doesn't that sound great? I mean, my chest has been pretty tight these days. I wanted in on this sense of release. So I had follow-up questions. I asked Rachel where that anxiety went.
0: I honestly would say it went like below my feet and I was like walking on it in a way.
1: And I was like, that's a beautiful image. It's like you're gently planting that anxiety in the earth. And Rachel was like, no.
0: It's like I'm hurting it, which sounds really bad, but I actually liked it. So, you know, when I get the chance, I'll go in nature and I'll walk on my problems and it'll feel good.
1: Sometimes you gotta stomp it out. I'm Carla Dare, And
2: I'm Mother Lindsay Lennam. And this is Thin Places, a podcast experiment from Zion Episcopal Church in Douglaston, Queens. We're talking with people about the places where God feels close during 2020,
1: the year of anxiety. This week, we're talking with Rachel Schoenfeld.
0: Uh, My name is Rachel. I'm 16 years old. I go to Zion Church. Um, I've been going there since I was born. I'm in the 11th grade. I go to Bayside High School. I like to play volleyball and football. Yeah, that's pretty much it.
2: (laughs) As you'll hear, that's not pretty much it. Rachel is also wise and reflective. We asked Rachel if she had a thin place where we could go and she chose one near her house. Oh, we're at
0: Alley Pond Park. It's very crowded, I'd say. but It's nice, you know, get to see people living sorta. It's nice to see everybody out and
2: about safely. Rachel was upfront with us about the stresses that young people are facing now.
0: Um, definitely my education. I was really worried that like things would go wrong and I wouldn't be able to like take certain tests that I needed to take and it would set me back in terms of high school. Um, not only my education, but I was worried about my like my friends, my family, because I had family members who got COVID. One of them passed away. My uncle, his name is Justin. He passed away May, I believe, where it was like really big and serious. I was worried about my family. I was worried about school. I was worried about myself, everybody in America, everybody around the world, because I know it took a serious toll on jobs, money even like food. I was just worried about everything. It was very stressful times. For me personally, it was really like draining mentally. Just, I don't know. I just got in a really low place mentally. Nothing really like sparked it or anything, but I just wasn't myself at all.
2: Rachel said that she and many other young people just feel alone. Like during this whole time, we
0: felt very alone. You know, like you, and, and when you tell parents that they're like, oh no, like you're not alone. You have us, you have, you could have all the people in the world and you could still feel alone.
2: And for Rachel, one of the things that contributes to that loneliness is the fear that she can't be totally honest about how she feels with others.
0: Cause I have like a weird mindset that Like, if, even if I talk to anybody about how I feel, that's not really God like they'll use it against me at some point so I really I like battle things on myself a lot and I battled through that low point very proud of myself it was very difficult but you know I did it and I'm glad that I did I am yeah.
2: it was in that low time while Rachel was battling that she came back here to Alley Pond Park Rachel told us that when she was younger, she and her dad would come here all the time. And there was one spot that really stood out as a thin place. It was on the shores of a pond in the southern part of the park.
0: It's, it's, it's more wooded over there. And we'd go and we'd walk in the trails and stuff. He'd walk <coughs> ahead with my dogs and I'd fall back a little, you know, look around me. I'd feel really nice there. It was like very relaxing. Um, There's a specific part of the trail near this like pond that's really big and it's really quiet and really peaceful. I used to go there almost every day with my dad, yeah. But then once I got a little older, I stopped doing it every day because he
2: went at like five in the morning and I didn't wanna get up. It would have taken more than a trip to a peaceful pond to get me out of bed as a teenager too. But recently, Rachel went back to that thin place with her dad And that's where she felt all the anxious pressure in her chest fall to her feet. That's where she felt herself trampling it down into the hard packed earth.
0: It was really nice. It felt good in my heart, you know. Um...
1: As our conversation continued, it turned out that Rachel did have someone she could share her burdens and her battles with. Her best friend, Brianna.
0: My best friend, she lives in Florida, she moved to Florida when we were like 14, but she's very close to God. Um, She's one of the only people I really talk to about how I feel. and um, She just, she brings God into like a lot of things, which I love, Um, and she just tells me that she's here for me and God's there. And she prays for me. And it's just really nice to know that somebody's doing that for me and vice versa. I let her know that I'm here. I pray for her. But the bond that I have with her is probably like the strongest in terms of like helping because she's one of the few people, like I said, that I've opened up to.
1: Rachel and Brianna are prayer partners and their phone conversations are a thin place too. A place where what they share will always be heard. A place where their anxiety and stress will never be dismissed. Because their friendship is rooted in prayer. Prayer to our God who always hears us.
0: I feel that God won't really say, oh, I don't need to assist you or guide you in terms of this because it's not that serious, you know? As a person would say to another, so. I feel like God is very compassionate and like he doesn't underestimate things at all. It feels really good and in, in my heart to know that he's there listening to me, helping me any way he can. Because not all the time, you don't know how God's helping you a lot of the time. So all you do know that is that God is keeping you in mind that he's giving you what you need
1: I asked Rachel what God might be guiding her closer to in this time
0: really finding myself he's helping me find myself because you know as a teenager you don't know I don't know who I am nobody knows who they are and I feel God is currently helping me find myself as a person And I I feel like I know that that's happening is because lately, me personally, I've been feeling like out of place in the world. Not necessarily like a bad thing, just something's missing, you know? And that hole that I feel is empty, I feel like God's working on helping me fill it as a person. So, like, you know, that's how I feel personally.
1: You know, Mother Lindsay, I think Rachel really puts her finger on how prayer opens up a thin place wherever we are. We just sink into our trust that God is there hearing us, dismissing nothing, receiving all of us, holding us and everything we bring.
2: Yeah, and I love how Rachel described her faith that God is always giving us what we need, even when we don't know how God is helping us, even when God might be helping us by revealing that something doesn't fit anymore.
1: Yeah, I was so moved by Rachel's wisdom that sometimes God shows us empty places within us so God can help us make changes in our lives that will fill them up. It may not be how
2: we would want to be helped, but as Rachel says, God always hears the deepest prayer of our hearts and responds with what we really need. It reminds me of that passage in Romans about those moments when we don't know how to pray. It is then that the Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words.
1: It's usually around this point in the episode where we do a little guided meditation and pray together. And today I thought that we'd let Rachel point us in the right direction. As our conversation was wrapping up, I asked her how she prays and how we might pray more like her. In terms of prayer. Here's what she said.
0: Um, for me personally, I don't feel that there needs to be any specific setting to really reach out to God. You can be at a park, you can be in your room, you can be at church, um, you can really be anywhere, a supermarket, you know. Sometimes I find myself just talking. Like, out loud, like I am doing to you right now. I'll be in my room, I'll be on my bed, and I'll just talk. And I know that God's hearing me, you know? He might not be able to respond like a conversation would, but I know I'm being heard. And I put my trust in God that things will go good.
1: So we're going to make a little space here for you to just talk to trust that God is right there with you, hearing you, welcoming everything you bring. Let's start with a problem you're facing that you want to stomp on. Say it out loud. Now, I invite you to imagine God as a mischievous little child in huge rain boots and God begins stamping and stomping on that problem, and you join in, and it feels so good. You and God keep stamping and stomping until you both burst out laughing together. And all your anger and frustration about that problem dissolves. And maybe you can face it in a new way, knowing that God is facing it with you. Now, is there something you feel that hasn't been heard, that someone else has minimized or dismissed? Say it out loud. Now, I invite you to imagine God as a wise mother or a doting grandmother a strong, wise woman who doesn't suffer fools. And God takes your face in her hands and looks at you with soft eyes full of understanding and care. And she says, I hear you and your feelings are real and there is nothing that you can think or feel or do that would make me turn away from you. And God wraps you up in a warm embrace and you melt into her arms, feeling safe, feeling totally understood. Let's do one more. Take a deep breath. And another. Is there an empty space in you? Is there somewhere where you felt out of place recently? Take another deep breath and say the first thing that comes into your mind. Now, I invite you to imagine God as a little tug that you feel in that empty space, in that out of place place. And that tug is softly pulling you towards fullness, towards alignment and belonging. And that tug is gently guiding you towards something new, some adventure, some first step in making a life-giving change and it feels so right. Do you sense what direction that first step might be in? If any words come up, say them out loud. Just talk to God.
2: Let us pray. God of rain boots, soft, strong hands, and empty spaces. We confess that we don't always know how to pray, that the words don't come easily, or our problems might seem insignificant to you. Help us to remember that you know the number of hairs on our heads, that you know when a single sparrow falls to the ground, nothing escapes your care and attention that in your eyes nothing we care about is small or trivial to you here are stomping feet the words that get caught in our throats and the thoughts that we dare not entertain take these things that we want to shove deep into the earth and use them to grow something new, something beautiful, something that will feed and nourish new life. Let this become what you and I pray together, Lord, hand in hand. Amen.
1: Amen. So, We're going to take next week off, but we'll be back with a new episode of Thin Places on October 21st. And, as always, we're looking for thin places we don't know about yet. If you're listening and you've got a place where you experience God's presence in this time of pandemic, write us and tell us at Zion Church 11363 at aol.com. This email is older than our guest today, but it still works.
2: (laughs) Or you can post on our Facebook page. That's Zion Episcopal Douglaston. And please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And tell your friends.
2: Our music was composed by Nick Marcella. We got production help from DJ Kashmir and Meg Kramer. And this project was generously supported by a grant from the Episcopal Evangelism Society.
1: And of course, this week, our huge thanks to Rachel Schoenfeld for sharing her wisdom
2: and her faith. We'll be back in two weeks with a new batch of episodes. Until then, keep your eyes and ears and heart open for the unexpected ways that God is speaking into your life and working to heal this world. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
1: And also with you. Stay safe, everybody.